For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Celeste Simmons. I'm here today with comedian Jenna Kim Jones. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, Jenna. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited. So are we, and we're excited to have you here in Rexburg in just a couple of days. To start off, um, how about you just tell me about your beginnings with comedy? How did you realize that you wanted to, to pursue comedy? Oh, sure. So um, I started doing, well, I always loved comedy. I was obsessed with it as a kid. I was so interested in it, but I didn't really know how to get into comedy. Like, how do you start jokes? I don't understand it. So I went to college and I actually studied producing um, and writing for television. After college, I ended up working at The Daily Show with Jon Stewart in New York City And I learned a ton about joke writing there. And that's where I got introduced to stand-up comedy. And I fell in love with it because, one, I got to perform, and I always loved performing. Um, Two, I got to write my own jokes and be in control of what I was saying on stage. And nobody got to tell me what I could or couldn't say. And I've always worked as a clean comedian, so all of my jokes are family-friendly, And, you know, you won't have that moment when, you know, you watch a movie and then that scene comes on and you feel really weird because you're watching it with your friends and you're like, ooh, you don't have that moment with my comedy. So I love stand-up because I was in control of it. So I started doing stand-up all over New York City. And after a couple years of that, I left my job and I just started traveling and doing stand-up everywhere. So I've been doing stand-up for over 10 years. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. So would you say that when, when you were younger, were you were you the funny one in your family and in your friend group? You know, I think I was, uh, you know, it's funny. People ask me that, and I don't know that I was so much a class clown. I was kind of a goody-goody, you know. I didn't want to do the wrong things. I, I, was, I, I got pretty okay grades, but I think I just was obsessed with comedy. I watched every comedy movie I could. Um, I would stay up late and try to watch the late show with David Letterman. Cause I always wanted to hear the jokes and I would try to like, um, write my own stuff. And I wasn't very good at it in the beginning. Truthfully, it took me a few years of practicing and writing and performing to really understand what I was doing. But yeah, I've always been obsessed with comedy. And you mentioned that your comedy is clean and yes. uh, Mm-hmm. I assume that has to do a lot with your faith as a member of the Church <laughs> of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the morals and values yes. that you kind of grew up with, similar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So with your faith as a member of the LDS Church, has how has that played a role in your career as a comedian? Um, it's made my career really different. Um, I think, you know, when you do stand-up comedy in New York, I was very often one of the only clean comedians and it's uh, a very different experience getting up on stage after you've heard some things whoa like some really wild stuff and then you I get on stage and I'm making jokes about my life and food and family and different things but you know it's funny um I mean I don't everybody gets to pick what they want to do but for me it's just not natural like I grew up a member of the church I I don't really have I don't know how to swear I don't think I know how to do it right anyway and it's just not who I am at all. So I've always worked as a clean co- comedian. Um, I would say my style is very similar to like a female Jim Gaffigan or a Brian Regan. So obviously you've kept up your act um, being a clean comedian. Mm-hmm. And how have you seen that benefit you throughout your career? Oh, you know, it's funny because 
it's very helpful in a lot of ways. It's um, you can get booked uh, with some really great shows. A lot of times people um, will specifically ask, I'm looking for a clean comedian. And it's, it's very helpful to to have the jokes ready to go. You know, I've got hours of content that I can I can do at any moment. Um, so it is really helpful in that way. And it's just um, it's it's just an important part of who I am. You know, I don't think. I think it wouldn't be authentic if I was anything but a clean comic. Mm -hmm. And I was reading online a little bit about you and your background and and your life. Mm -hmm. And I saw that you're married and a mom to three kids. How have you Mm -hmm. been able to balance the lifestyle of being a comedian and a mom and a wife? It's exhausting. (laughs) Um, I think we have a great time. My husband is incredibly supportive. He helps me book my shows these days. He's very involved in my career, helps me make decisions. I, we talk about everything together. I don't take a show unless he's ready and on board as well. And we just really take turns. I mean, he, if, if my kids and can't come with me to my shows, a lot of times I travel with them, but if I can't, he will stay with the kids or we'll find help, but we've really been able to manage it. I don't honestly, I, some days I don't know how, um, but we work really well together and he's very supportive. So yeah, we have three little kids and uh, it's chaos, but it's so much fun. And I think it's fun because my, my kids get to see, um, you know, see us balance it all. When I'm not on the road, I'm at home full-time mom mode. But then once in a while, I got to go do jokes and they're very good about it. Um, really supportive as well. And we tried our best to make sure they get everything they need and that my, my career also gets, gets the support it needs. But yeah, it's a, it's quite the balancing act. I've taken many red eyes to get home so I can be home in the morning when my kids wake up. I've, you know, we, there's a lot of sacrifices that have to be made. I can't take every single show that I want to be on. Um, Sometimes I have to say no and sometimes it doesn't work out, but I found that when we balance it and we keep all of our priorities in line, life works out. It's really, really amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's so interesting. The just like kind of the concept of sacrifice and what are you willing to sacrifice for your passions and, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice for your family and your responsibilities? Mm -hmm. So definitely that, that balancing act is hard to maintain, but it sounds like you got it down. So that's great. Well, we're trying, you know, (laughs) we try. It's, it is, it is a sacrifice though. There are times, I think my career has moved a little bit slower. Um, because I can't go out and do shows every single weekend because I don't want to be gone. You know, I want to be around for important things for my children and my husband. So we, we really do our best to balance it. And my husband and I, we always say it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So we just little by little. And I was also reading about shows that you've been on and you've done podcasts and that you were the narrator for Meet the Mormons. What has been one of the most rewarding projects or experiences that you've had throughout your career? Oh, that's a good question. Um, You know, I've had so many. Meet the Mormons was definitely a highlight. You know, when I chose to do comedy, 
And I quickly realized that the industry was very different. And when I worked in TV, I thought, you know, there's a lot of content here that I don't really think I'll be part of. Or, oh, you know, I'm working as a clean comedian, which sometimes excludes you from certain projects or this and that. I thought, well, that's okay. You know, I'll just do what I want to do. But then Meet the Mormons came around and I got to be in a movie that was in a movie theater. And I thought, well, that's something I never imagined possible. And that was really exciting for me. But as far as stand-up goes, my husband and I have been able to produce and release, you know, several albums. Um, I'm played on Sirius XM regularly. I'm one of the top performing uh, comedians that gets played on that ch- on their comedy channels there. And I've just been able to slowly build my career. I have three different specials out. I have a dry bar comedy special that's been seen millions of times. Um, It's just been an incredible experience to see my career just piece by piece, little by little grow. Um, And I'm so excited to come to Rexburg and perform. I'm really, I think it's going to be a great night. And what are you most looking forward to about your show in Rexburg? Well, I, I have to admit, I am very nervous about the cold weather. I live in Georgia and it is very warm and it's just going to be so cold. So I am nervous about that, but I'm most excited about sharing my comedy with people. I think one of the cool things about my show is that a lot of times I will have people come up to me afterward and say, you know, I've never been to a comedy show where I felt like the comedian was talking just to me. Um, And I have found that I have created some content that is very relatable, particularly to women, where they think, wow, I've, I've never had a comedian talk just to me. I didn't know that I, that, that, other women felt this way. And so I've really enjoyed that. That's probably one of the most fulfilling parts is, is, um, um, knowing that I'm relating to people and that I'm giving people a chance to laugh about life. Yeah, that's so great. And my last question for you is obviously comedy is not a typical career. Becoming a comedian isn't something that, (laughs) that everyone does. It's something very unique. What would you Thank say you. <laughs> to someone who wants to pursue something that's a little bit more, I guess, unique and a little bit more off the path? Mm-hmm. What would you say to sure. them to encourage them to pursue something like comedy or just something that they're passionate about? Um, I would say, one, go for it. Find a way to make it work for you and go for it. Uh, but mostly it takes a long time. It takes a lot of work. You know, when I started telling jokes on stage, I wasn't good at it. And I always try to tell that to my daughters, like, and my son, well, he's little, little, but my two older daughters, I always tell them, you know, life doesn't happen quickly or easily. Your dreams don't happen overnight. It is a long time and you have to work and you have to practice. And I had to do that with comedy. I, my first show, I don't even remember what I said. I think I blacked out because I was so nervous. But it's like my jokes weren't that good. People didn't laugh. And I've t- it's taken me years of, of practice and writing and a lot of struggle and actually, you know, a lot of shows that didn't go how I wanted it to go. So that's my advice is that if you want to do it, go for it. But understand that stuff doesn't always come easily. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jenna, for, for meeting with me today. And we're excited to have you here in Rexburg in just a couple of days. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I hope everybody comes out. Get your tickets. It's going to be a fantastic night.